Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. You're going to like her when she's angry. Hulk smash, everyone. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Marvel's She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Special thanks, as always, to our incredible friends at Marvel and Disney Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch the show early for review. Now, before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this extra green spoiler-free review... He's the judicial jaunty and jazzy jelly bean of justice. He's Justin, the law man, Lawrence. Sup, y'all? Let's What's get up? some law. I don't know. <laughs> that sounded like a joke that Jen would have made. Like, let's get lawful exactly. in here. Yeah. yeah. Let's get lawful. I'm, I'm ready to get lawful. <laughs> I just don't even know. Well, listen, we also have a, a surprise witness joining the stand uh, he's 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 ready to dismiss the deliberation of the deposition given by the defendant of the defenders. He's Darcy, the dank devil Hudson. You said extra green episode. Uh, that's the type of uh, episode I'm in for. Green is my color, baby. <laughs> Dude, it's all you're just all about the green. You're making the green. You're 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 spending the green and you're smoking the green. But uh, listen, listen, uh, we uh, we actually. Are missing uh, one of our incredible Hulks tonight. Uh, I, maybe not. I wouldn't say unfortunately. It's a good thing. Um, we uh, he's he's not available to be with us tonight because he he might be having a little little Hulk of his own. Uh, we, we've heard that uh, potentially there are some some baby rumblings and some baby tumblings going on. Would you say that's the case, Justin? You're you're reporting on uh, this apparently. Uh, uh, yes, I'm reporting on it uh, live as as we speak. But it, <laughs> it might be uh, some Braxton Hicks. All we'll right. see. Who knows? By the end of this episode, we might have uh, another geek in the uh, in the family. So we'll, that, that's we'll a bit fast. Uh, that's a bit fast. I think <laughs> Darcy's just like I've got too much money riding on on the date that I've chosen that this yeah, baby's going to pop out. <laughs> yeah, the little one's got to stay in there for two more days, and I'll be good. Yeah. So all right, all right. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, listen. Um, before we we dive into this review, I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, obviously, we we see Jennifer Walters Hulk out and do some strength training uh, in this series. I want to know: was there ever a moment in your life that you ever felt like the strongest person in the room? Have you ever had a moment where you're just like, I don't know what's going on right now, but I am the strongest person here right now? <laughs> well, I am my family's go-to for all heavy lifting, and everyone is always surprised by how much I can just you know brute force out of the way. So yeah. Very regular occurrence in my household for me, at least. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's like you do the thing where it's like the groceries, and it's like they're like, no, I, you don't have to take all that, and you're like, no, I'm not coming back. And you've got like 90 groceries on one arm and 90 on the other, and you're like, I will make. You just do a, like a strongman thing. Oh yeah, I've done that before, yeah. but it's usually just like, oh, we gotta put this rug back down. Can you lift up the yeah. couch? And it's I will hold up the couch with one hand while helping them put the rug down because it's Velcro, and I don't know why Velcro rugs ever are a thing. So much effort trying Velcro to line up. Rugs. Oh Velcro rugs, yeah. Velcro rugs, my god, ruggables—they're great, but they're also awful. Yeah, yeah, it must <laughs> yes. be the worst noise ever while also being the most satisfying thing. Just <laughs> that gentle rip. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a gentle That's rip, awesome. Justin, have you ever smelled? Have you ever smelled like? Like the, the strongest person in the room. Have you ever felt like the strongest person in the room? 
Well, <laughs> I have outstunk some of the strongest <laughs> smells in the room, if that's what you're there asking. There you go. But, but uh, no, I, I think um, I wasn't always strong. I'm tall, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of people just equate tall with strong, but that's not always the case, obviously. Yeah. Um, I got some meat on my bones, though. So um, I have surprised myself more mm-hmm. so than, than anyone else. Uh, around me, but I, I don't think I am the, as Darcy says about himself, the go-to strong person, mm-hmm. but I am someone that can be of a resource of help uh, yeah. when when lifting or moving large things. I hate it. It's uncomfortable. I got <laughs> a bad back, so. For me, I would say, like, it's incredible how strong you can be when you're also so incredibly lazy. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, there's no way I'm going back to the car for those extra groceries. So, of course, I'm going to do the, the 90 groceries on one side and the other. But uh, there was one That is time, Kevin. That's Kevin as that well. That is Kevin. <laughs> he he was, would be like that. He'd be like, no, 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 no. Just load yeah. me up. Put all those put all those boxes on I'm not me. coming oh, back. I got it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I will say there's this one time where I was hitting the guy. Um, I believe that's what it's called. And I, I added um, weights to this machine that you push up with your legs. And I don't know what, what came over me, but I was like, I'm going to add more weights. So I added more weights, and then I got on. I was like, this is too easy. I added more weights, and then I got on, and I'm like, this is too easy. And by the end of it, I was like twice, maybe three times my body weight I was pushing. And I was just like, whoa, like my legs are so strong. And then I remembered like, Dude, yeah, because you lift yourself every single day with your legs. You're constantly walking is out. a workout for your yeah. entire body. basically. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, sure. your legs are always but the strongest. Not that impressive. <laughs> but you got you, you again. You're like a lot like Kevin in that you you have big legs. Right. Yeah. So it's like you you could probably crush watermelons like dude super easy get so, me you know, one just put get me one right now <laughs> get me, that's great youtube content <laughs> i'm down let's do it all right we'll make it happen before we do before we crush watermelons between our legs or we do a standard boulder toss on our way to the law offices of glk and h uh, let me give you a synopsis for this show. In Marvel Studios' She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Jennifer Walters, an attorney specializing in superhuman-oriented legal cases, uh, must navigate the complicated life of a single 30-something-year-old uh, who also happens to be a green 6-foot-7-inch super-powered Hulk. Uh, the nine-episode comedy series welcomes a host of MCU vets, including Mark Ruffalo as Smart Hulk, Tim Roth as Emil Blonsky slash The Abomination, and Benedict Wong as Wong, as well as Jamila Jamil, uh, Josh Segara, Ginger Gonzaga, John Bass, uh, and Renee Elise Goldsberry, and of course, She-Hulk herself, Tatiana Maslany. Uh, this series is directed by Kat Koiro and Anu Valia, uh, as well as uh, written by head writer Jessica Gao, uh, executive producers Kevin Feige, Louis Esposito, Victoria Alonso, Brad Winderbaum, Kat Coiro, and Jessica Gao. She-Hulk Attorney at Law streams exclusively on Disney Plus beginning August 18th. Uh, and just before we get to our thoughts on the episodes that we've watched, I did want to just kind of address that we have seen four episodes so far. And uh, again, this will be completely spoil-free. Uh, spoilery, sorry. This will be completely spoiler-free. Um, and, and you know, that's what we're going to be basing our review off of. But don't worry, if you're a fan of our Watch Club series, we took the extra care this time around to record our first three episodes of Watch Club naturally with our natural reactions and thoughts uh, and theories for each episode. So we watched, then recorded uh, before watching the next episode. And it also means that our first three episodes will actually be out on the same day each episode releases on Disney Plus starting this Thursday. Uh, so... With all that said, 
Let's get to our thoughts on this series so far. Uh, Justin, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, uh, I think this series is absolutely hilarious. I, I had a smile on my face the entire time I was watching all four of these episodes. And it has a lot to do with this new structure for these for this series, you know, a 30-minute law procedural comedy uh not unfamiliar to to those who would watch uh, sitcoms or shows from from the cable days um so that's really great this is all fresh and new for them but what really heightens all of this is this very in your face obvious message from the perspective of Jennifer Walters being both a hero and a woman living in the MCU mm -hmm. world. It is it is so incredibly uh, self-aware, uh, very comedic. It's very tongue-in-cheek, and I, and I love that. I, I think that it's very much showing the next evolution of the MCU in that they don't need to take themselves so seriously. And, mm -hmm. you know, even from the press conference that I was able to attend this past week, both Jessica Gao, the, the writer and executive producer, and the director, Kat Koiro, spoke very highly of the purpose of wanting to interject that, to, to sort of yeah. frame the series in and around that conversation, because we have spent a lot of time with the men of the MCU. So this was the opportunity to uh, very very much so focus on the woman's perspective in the MCU. And I, I think it just very much, it, that is the confidence that this series has. That's kind of where I want to jump in there. I, I think, you know, it's it's the, the series is dripping with confidence in, and, and yes, you can definitely tell um, that it's the confidence of Jessica Gao's writing that we're really seeing throughout uh, these four episodes. And I'm honestly, I'm waiting for the MCU Disney Plus release that has me saying that this feels like more of the same. Because yet again, like we, we literally have said it, I think every single time that they come out with a new show, this feels so fresh compared to what we've gotten, uh, even down to the way the episodes uh, and, and the story arc seem to be structured with them emulating, you know, the story arc structure of an actual law procedural with one to two episode arcs at just about 25 to 30 minutes each. We're, we're getting a show that I think is going to be, uh, it, it's going to definitely feel really different for people. It, it, it honestly is, uh, I think it, it might not be the greatest for everyone. I think some people are going to, maybe it might rub them the wrong way. And I think that is purposeful. I think the show is trying to disrupt uh, a, a lot of uh, parts of the fandom for, for good reason. But I also think from a pacing perspective, there could be some elements to it that people aren't going to catch on to right away. And even, even myself, as we watch these four episodes, I didn't necessarily immediately get hooked by the pacing of them. I mean, that's something that I actually liked about this show is that, you know, being familiar with some of the, the law procedurals that I have that have existed to date now, I understand the structuring that they do sometimes with the weekly uh, stories or sometimes a, a mini arc over several episodes. So knowing that going into this show, they, they definitely nail that while also bringing a lot of the, that workplace comedy humor to it. So I love the marriage of those two styles because it, it's working so well for, for this thing. And and even as a fan as the com of the comics... Each week, they seem to find little things to slip in that keep me wanting to come back more, make me really excited because it's slipping from the pages I read and I never thought I'd see on the screen. So they are nailing it in, in so many ways. And the cast as a whole it blows me away. Like almost every scene, the characters are so so well-written and so believable that you, you really fall in love with a lot of the main cast. And, and it's, yeah, 
kudos to the actors and the writers because they definitely knew where they're going with these characters. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And in regards to the the length of each episode and the structure, I'm totally with you, Darcy. I think this works to the advantage of the series and maybe the people that you're referring to, Nate, the people that are in their mind have seen the other shows and say, okay, this is the format of an MCU show. I think you're right. I think fans are going to be a little shook by this change, but the reality is that Marvel is actually having fun with these series. It's not all high stakes. It's not all multiversal elements. You know, in that press conference, they talked about how She-Hulk, she was a defining character on her own that was self-referential, that was very in-your-face and, and sort of fourth wall breaking. She was doing it before Deadpool, they even said. So this series is very much going to introduce the lighter side, the more comedic side. It still has the MCU action that you want and you love but in smaller amounts and i appreciate that it's not so heavy and i think that this proves that much like in the cinematic universe where they are taking genres and mixing it in to the superhero movie they are doing that here with the tv series they are taking the 30 minute sitcom law procedural and blending it into a superhero narrative it's so well done and i, I agree i don't know if it's gonna everyone's gonna love the structure and the pacing i think a lot of people are gonna love it though i think i think it's gonna it's gonna hit well yeah grab a drink sit down don't don't expect yeah. this to shift the narrative of the mcu in phase exactly. four or five or whatever yeah. we we're in phase four right yeah relax um, yeah relax, relax is relax, what you're basically saying yeah right? um, like, but yeah. i will say the 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 humor in the show i think is fantastic the some incredible laughs that i've gotten in it as well as like just the fourth wall breaking that you brought up like i think it's cool because not only does that offer a way for us to as an audience directly have a connection to jen herself but it also allows the show to make fun of Marvel itself and, exactly. and to address the changes to the MCU that it's endured over the years. And there's some really great in-jokes about, you know, uh, some some different things that have happened that I, I won't spoil. But I, I, I just when you see it, you're going to have you're going to have such a good time. And that is for the MCU fans. Like if yes. you're an MCU fan that's 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 stuck with it, you you've gone through the doom and gloom. You've seen all of this, the good and the bad of the MCU. When those little Easter egg moments happen in these these jokes, you're going to laugh because it's, it's speaking to you. And I love how forward the show is about addressing and, and really poking fun at the toxic side of the fan fandom. base, of fandom in general, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, is something that we uh, unfortunately can say. Um, and, and, you know, I think it's it does a, a really good job of just sort of you know, for for I'm sure, unfortunately, a lot of people watching turning the the mirror around and just saying, "Hey, yeah, that's you. That's you right now that we're making fun of right now." So I think it's uh, it's really smart. I think they're they're not holding anything back. Um, and uh, and yeah, you can you can when it when they show it off, they like they go to the the farthest furthest uh, possible point to show it off and and really kind of show why that toxicity really shouldn't even exist. And it's done in a manner that feels like tasteful, but also smart, right? It's handled right. well. It's not like in your face for the sake of it. It's no. It's commenting to make a point, and it feels purposeful. It feels meaningful. And I know Nate, you were mentioning earlier on, like the pacing, the structure, the thirty-minute time of these these episodes. It, it may rub fans the wrong way, but I also think that the tone is something that is going to rub fans the wrong way. This is lighter. Like think about it. We're gonna get Daredevil introduced into the mcu in yeah. this series right and yeah. the fact that this series as as light as it is and they've actually gone on record of saying like we're introducing the lighter side of daredevil 
you know, when yeah. they, when that episode drops, all those fans yeah. on Twitter, they've ruined Daredevil. They've ruined Daredevil. Yeah. If this is the way Daredevil is yeah. going to go, it's not for me. I, this yeah. isn't my Daredevil. This isn't my Matt Murdock. Like, we know that this is going to happen. The fans are going to react, and it's it's almost a guarantee. But I think you have to look at it like if you can come into the She-Hulk side of the MCU, things do get lighter, right? It's kind of what we were talking about with how they introduced Daredevil. There's cussing, there's violence, there's all this stuff. Bring some of those MCU characters into that R-rated world. They can cross over. They can drop an F-bomb here and, and do some gory stuff here and there. But then they can step back into their, you know, more appropriate MCU title. It's just having fun with it. So maybe Daredevil is, and some of the other characters that we see here, like like Abomination, maybe they are featured lighter. Doesn't mean that that defines them for the rest of the MCU. No, yeah, definitely. And I, I think... Um... You know, I think as far as the show and, and, and the show writers and the creators and everyone in, in, in the show really speaking out, I think, you know, we've seen uh, Tatiana Maslany uh, in interviews um, speaking about, you know, the, the label of, you know, women superheroes and, and, and you know, the, the super powered woman and uh, how she just really doesn't think that that should be a label anymore. And I, I completely agree. Um, but I wanted to talk about. Tatiana Maslany is fantastic in this show. She's instantly She-Hulk. She's absolutely crushing it in this role. And you got to love yet another series back to back with a Canadian lead. Like let's go. Yo. Like she's she's so good. Talent lives is Canada, baby. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mentioned earlier that I loved uh, the whole cast. And again, at the heart of the cast is uh, Tatiana Maslany's Jennifer Walters. And she does such a good job of bringing the levity to the character as well as addressing a lot of these hard, like these really real life, true to, true to form issues that women face in today's society. So it's the fact that she's doing that and still managing to put a smile on your face means that they, like, again, just goes to show how the writing and, and again, Tatiana knows and understands this character so well. And it really shows. Yeah. You can, you can totally see why, why Tatiana jumped into this role. Like it, right. it, it's clear it, this is of her personal character. This is who mm-hmm. she is. We, we've seen her in these marketing materials wearing a sweater that says support trans futures. Like she believes in these causes and in these, this messaging. And I think that's so much of the character of, of Jennifer Walters. Like I think we would see Jennifer Walters fighting for those rights as well. And it's clear that Tatiana Maslany, she cares about the messaging of things and how things are said. And it, it's no surprise to me that she would be on the side of, you know, when can we stop? putting such an emphasis on female-led movies or female-led superhero movies. But sadly, we are not there yet. So she's going to get asked those dumb questions all the time from people that might not necessarily have clicked into it yet. Um, That being said, she is literally the heart and strength of this series. She is so funny. She is so down-to-earth, incredibly Relatable. I, I would argue that she's probably one of the most relatable characters in the MCU. The way she's defining Jennifer Walters in this series is is perfect, man. It is it is literally it is the highlight of this series. I also wanted to shout out the supporting cast. I mean, Mark Ruffalo for mm-hmm. what we do get of him is excellent as always. You know, I love how 
you, you know, you can literally see in his performance how, you know, he's as Bruce, he's he's jealous, he's instantly competitive. But you also see the moments like literally in his face at times, uh, which, you know, shout out to the VFX artists as well for for being able to digitally translate the, you know, his acting into that character of Smart Hulk. Um, and just the fact that like, you know, you do see he's he's jealous, but he's also really just wanting to connect and and to connect over the fact that. He's never had another person in his life who's been a Hulk and to go through similar things that he's going through. So um, I think his line delivery was was excellent to emphasize that as well. I also wanted to shout out uh, Ginger Gonzaga, who plays Nikki. Um, she's she's Jen's ride or die. Like from the from the very first moment, you just see how committed as a character she is uh, to Jen and, and just their their friendship. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how that blooms and how that goes forward. Um, and then I also just, I mean, listen, it's in the trailers. It's not a spoiler. Bennett Wong as Wong is just a delight as always. Like, I, I can't say anything more than that. He's just, he's so, he's so great. <laughs> he is. He truly is. You can never go wrong if you're choosing Wong. Like, there you go. <laughs> anytime you put him in a movie, he brings a smile to your face because his character is such a, a strong part that we, we've seen multiple times before and he never changes. He's always the same person every time we see him and it's just so grounding and so nice to see him pop up like this Uh, he's gonna be the thread man he is going to be the thread that really does tie phase four together right he is he's like the 3po if you will he's the new Uh, nick fury of the the mcu yeah oh absolutely (laughs) yes absolutely yeah especially as they as they kind of branch off but yes the nate you listed off all the side characters um i think uh ginger who plays who plays nikki she is she is so down to earth it doesn't even seem like she's acting and i think she actually said that in the press conference yeah. it's like she's like she's like i'm so much like nikki it doesn't even seem like i, I it, there's a difference between us so again i really appreciate from like if you've listened to the show and you listen to what i like about acting i love when actors can bring themselves into the role they can draw a line and differentiate themselves and understand well this is how my character is going to be different from who i am but I also really do enjoy when they can find ways to connect themselves to that character because it just makes it feel that much more believable. It makes it feel like you're, the actors are that much more committed to the characters that they're portraying. And the same can be said about Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. You're absolutely right, Nate. You called it out. Like These are some of the best moments with Smart Hulk and, 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 and Ruffalo fused. Like, it was just, it's really, really nice to see him get a sort of get the emotional treatment that he deserves because i think they've hinted at it obviously like age of ultron and you know maybe even very much so in in the last bits of of endgame leading into uh the the finale of course um but here it's like it's dealing with it's you know following up with him after all that trauma from from endgame and seeing where he's at so I, i love that they found a way to incorporate that you know incorporate his story into this but the cgi can we talk about the cgi that's where i kind of wanted to get into because i think well before we do i just wanted to quickly say there's been a lot of stuff coming up in the news lately of you know marvel and and how their vfx artists are potentially treated um again not actually being at marvel and just learning through the world of twitter which can be a a toxic place in its own um it is tough to sort of tell what is and what isn't factual but there have been a more than enough reports um to make me believe that they're you know not everything is going great there 
Um, so it makes it a little tricky to criticize when we don't exactly know the working conditions of these VFX artists. For sure. I think we need to lighten up on the criticism of visual effects as well. I mean, there is a passion that these people invest into doing these visual effects, but sometimes the criticisms of us and, and others can, can diminish the work that they're doing. And right. I get it. Like Marvel is a powerhouse machine that clearly seems to be having a problem with communicating timelines and mm -hmm. when things need to be due and, and stuff. And that, that really does fall on producers and production leads, not really communicating with visual effects houses that need to do the best work that they can do. So based on everything that's come out, all the news about around this, um, I, I do think Marvel needs to get their house in order and they need to figure out a better strategy with these visual effects houses so that they can do their best work. But that being said, the look uh, of of Banner, of mm -hmm. She-Hulk, mm -hmm. it is of that that top tier visual effects that you would expect from a Marvel movie. But I think at the same time, it's like, yeah, maybe a trailer featured a not completed version yeah. of it, but it was close enough. Maybe a little disclaimer about, yeah, this doesn't feature entirely completed visual effects, so please don't harp on it. But like, it's crazy that how many people flew off the handle off of the first bout and you know they were just like yeah this doesn't look good it looks way too cgi and it's like what do you expect you know i definitely I mean? think like, i definitely think there was an improvement for the majority of those shots that we did see in the trailer that we've seen in these four episodes uh for those who are wondering like i definitely think anything from a mid-level shot right where we're seeing characters actually talking to each other in these hulk forms absolutely nailed like again as i mentioned banner's face uh you know and and jen's face and her mannerisms and the way she talks and absolutely so phenomenal i think it's yeah. when we pull back a little bit and we see sort of a lot of movement on screen but i mean again that's true of any of the vfx in any of these marvel shows so far so again it, it's it's a it's a streaming show there's still a differential in terms of budget in comparison to the movies so i, I definitely think that you know, calm down, relax a little bit. But I do see, don't get me wrong, I do see some moments where you're just kind of like, okay, I mean, that's not, that's a, a little rough there. I'm probably the wrong guy to be commenting on whether or not the CG is good or not because as a fan of Doctor Who, uh, I'm <laughs> no stranger to bad bad effects. And yeah. To me, as long as the story and the characters are compelling enough, I can look past some bad effects because like, again, as long as it gets the idea across, that's to, to me, that's all that matters. And this show does... Like Justin was saying, an excellent job of nailing that you know movie quality CGI in these like bite sized episodes. So I think it it goes a long way to say that like CGI is not an easy process. It does it takes a lot of time and a lot of like a lot of effort. You know, it's not an overnight thing. And with these last minute changes that some of these movies go under, I'm not surprised that sometimes these shots aren't the most polished. But again, as long as it drives that point home, I'm not suffering at all. So yeah, for, I for think it's a standout for this series personally yeah and for, for myself i mean i do want to address the fact that like during our our uh San netflix the sandman review the the cg took me out so many times just based on its quality it, it took me out of the show i wasn't a I, you know it kind of lost the 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 uh, I, I wasn't as immersed as i feel like i am still with this show even in those moments when i noticed that you know they look a little rubbery um in in that series you know i kind of definitely was was taken out of it so I, again I, i'm not saying i know exactly how vfx <laughs> should work but i do know i do know what takes me out of a story and and this th thankfully these effects didn't 
Yeah, and I think the the main thing too is that there's different qualities in different grades. There's different directors that lead these uh, visual effects houses, and there might be different expectations of what exits their studio as being a final product. That is so subjective on its own, right? What someone might see at one studio and say, I don't know, I, I would still work on that a little bit more. Someone else at another studio says, perfect. Let's let's ship it. Let's package that and get that in the in the mm -hmm. final edit. That could also be a, a differentiating factor as to why visual effects look rather inconsistent. Not necessarily money. It might be a, still a lot of money that's still thrown at it, mm -hmm. like a Sandman, right? Um, it's clear that Marvel, there's a problem with the communication that's going on between Marvel and visual effects houses. It's clear that they want the best and they they demand the best, and and these visual effects houses deserve all the credit for delivering because the textural qualities in the faces alone yeah. uh, in some of these shots um they were outstanding like the the sort of beard in, in banners skin like and, it's stubble you know, yeah it's stubble it, it's it was really well done it looked better actually than endgame at some points but maybe it's just because of lighting and and how they how they lit it so I don't know. I, I I was I was very I was very impressed with the quality of of the CG in, in this in this series. The last thing I'll say before we maybe get to our final thoughts, if that's all right with you too, is um, Amy Doherty does the music, uh, the score for the series, mm. and I will say I I don't think there's been necessarily a too much of like a a memorable theme, but there has been a really cool mix so far of like what you'd expect from a legal drama with like the like the do 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 like kind of like that that. I don't know, piano vibe, but also there's a little bit of like CSI Miami at times. And there's like yeah, one specific yeah, scene where they, they start yeah. blasting the horns. And I was like pumped by it. And it's, it's honestly, it's, it's, I think the, the soundtrack or the music so far uh, from a score perspective has been just as fun, but what's been phenomenal is every time those credits get get going, every single time those credits get going, it's just a pumped up like like banger of a track. Um, and there, it's it's similar mm -hmm. to what you know if you if you watched Miss Marvel and loved the soundtrack of all of those, and I I was downloading them week to week. Um, I think people are going to do the same thing with with the music from this series as well. I mean, you said it; they totally had a lot of fun with the music, and that again pairs so well with the show because I can't stress enough about how much fun. I had watching the show like there was a smile on my face almost every time I started an episode and it was still there by the time those credits started rolling and I sat through mm -hmm. the credits because they are so entertaining like they managed to make credits entertaining and that's something Marvel does so yeah score is standout uh, for me because it, it marries so well with the show and just so everyone's aware yeah. um, with each episode. Uh, there is a end credits stinger. We can confirm that. So make sure you're not skipping those credits. Like watch the credits because they're phenomenal in their own. But then there are some really great uh, stinger moments as well. Yeah, for sure. And I, I actually really liked the music. I think that you're absolutely right, Nate. It 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 captures the 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 sort of law criminal uh scores of of other past tv shows and kind of sprinkles that through but it also is very like it's 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 fun in that it it uses the piano in a really um interesting way to kind of articulate the sort of light-hearted nature of of the show but then there's this transition that i i think i i've at least heard a, a couple times in the in the credits that feels like the theme that has that sort of heroic uh 
mm-hmm. sound to it, but it almost seems like satirical. Like it's almost like it's making fun of like the hero theme rather than like trying to create like a hero theme for She-Hulk. I don't know. I'm not a music expert, but it just there was something that kind of made me chuckle when I heard that score because it, it sounds like it sounds like an incomplete hero. A hero the score sounds like a reluctant hero that doesn't want to take on their responsibilities. That's that's kind of what I got from from the some of the the, the theming uh, of the songs and, and some of the things. But the pop culture references, it's not unheard of for the MCU to use them, but the way they use them throughout the series is very purposeful. Alrighty. Well listen, let's get to our our final thoughts uh, on these four episodes so far. We're just going to be rating, I guess, kind of where we're at so far out of five on the, for these first four episodes. Uh, we're going to rate them on a scale of one to five ripped suits. Darcy, I'll get you to go first. Well, I mean, as, as it's pretty obvious from this uh, this little review we've done here, I can't find a bad thing to say about this show. Uh, as a diehard comic fan and a fan of the MCU and everything, the direction it's going, this show is really hitting all those sweet spots that I'm looking for in an MCU show, as well as just being a very funny, down-to-earth, you know, superhero show. Everything about this is so good and, and so relatable because a lot of it is real-world issues and stuff like that. And I, I can't stress enough about how much it, like how lightly they talk about these things and really make you think while making you smile. So kudos to the writers, kudos to the actors. Uh, this is easily a good 4.5 out of 5 uh, ripped suits for me because... It's everything I want from a Marvel TV show. Dope stuff. Dope stuff. Justin. Yeah, I think that you said that well, Darcy. I think this show, 100%, it put a smile on my face the entire time I was watching this show. Um, it, it, it proves that the MCU is at a point where they can start to take themselves less serious. You know, they can layer in more self-referential, satirical humor that is very real world in its topics in our everyday life that feels like it's speaking to us quite literally beyond the superheroes beyond everything it's it's really about societal sort of commentary things and i think that's incredibly smart for the mc to say let's start tapping into that uh we we talked about it tatiana maslani uh, our canadian gal uh she is literally the strength of this series she is flexing her abilities to be honest sincere and just downright hilarious um it it doesn't even seem like she's acting as i was mentioning before and we were talking about the cg and i think again the cg mirrors her mannerisms so well uh they really did a good job of of doing the mocap and finding how to animate she hulk's face with tatiana's face so that it felt very very real so i think that they they did a great job and darcy you said it like to see Nikki and Jennifer Walters and their friendship and their bond, it, as you mentioned, Nate, it is a example of ride or die. They are best friends and they really look like family. And, and it's very reminiscent of some of our, our favorite uh, friendships that we've seen built through TV. So I loved it. You know, when this show was first announced uh, in, it was pitched as like a, a 30 minute law procedural comedy and you know, and that, that it was going to be lighter in tone. They hit it out of the park with this one. I, I think that they, they absolutely nailed a new genre within their own series of, of MCU uh, content that they can continue in other ways. They can do it with other characters. And, and it doesn't necessarily need to stay restricted to, to She-Hulk. But the fact that She-Hulk is the introduction to that, and again, being that her character was a very fourth-wall-breaking, self-referential hero from the comics... It just makes sense that she's the MCU's introduction, and then maybe later we'll get 
Deadpool. Well, we know we're going to get Deadpool eventually, right? So, uh, but again, I, I think that this show was was fantastic. This These four episodes were fantastic in setting a tone, setting a mood that will definitely rub people the wrong way, uh, both for its, its pacing, but also for, I think, some of its honest, meaningful commentary about society and what it's like to be a woman in this day and age. So my score is reflective of how these four episodes set the bar and set the tone for what will be the rest of the series. And for that, I'm going to be giving it a 4.5 out of 5 ripped suits. Is that right? That's right. Ripped suits. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sweet. <laughs> cool. Um yeah, I'm I'm right there with you guys. I think I'm uh I'm 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 almost right there with you. I think I think the pace of the show I at by the fourth episode I've started to, and and even in just our discussions and our discussions in 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 our watch clubs, it started to pull me around to understanding and 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 getting a greater sense of um, what they're going for with this show and its pace. So I'm I'm definitely coming around to it uh, by by the fourth episode. I think I think for, you know it reminds me a lot of Wandavision in how that series started, where I think there were a lot of folks who were just so taken aback by by that show and, and, and the first three episodes of that show until they clicked in, until they started recognizing, oh, this is what they're going for. Okay, this is actually really smart, really incredible, really well done. Um, I think, again, the show is absolutely so confident. The writing is so fantastic, and the entire cast does such a good job, as we've been saying. Um, I think the, 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 you know, the visual effects... Um, for the most part, uh, have really stepped up. So if you watch that one trailer and, and really kind of where it was a little bit worried, I wouldn't worry at all about this. Just sit down, as we said, grab a drink, have fun. Um, the show is so fresh. And uh, and yeah, I think for myself, um, I'm, I'm sitting at a, a solid four out of five ripped suits. Um, I'm excited to see that score go up. Uh, as we start to go further and further. And honestly, I'm just excited to, you know, I'm looking at the IMDb and I'm seeing some additional uh, cast and um, and I'm, I'm excited to sort of see how they all play into the overall narrative and the overall story. Um, so that is it for this spoiler-free review for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, hopefully you enjoyed it, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the content we cover, well, Justin, can you let our lovely green listeners know how they can smash their digits to reach us? <laughs> well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or they can reach out to us on Twitter at geekcentricyt or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, and games, uh, including, actually, we, we also have an interview uh, that we just put out uh, with both director of this series, Kat Coiro, and head writer and executive producer, Jessica Gao. Uh, Justin got the chance to sit down uh, and discuss the various ways in which they've Im implemented their own experiences into this show. Justin, uh, quick plug, how was that interview? Oh, dude, it's always great to talk to the people that make the stuff that we love, and this was no different. I absolutely enjoyed my conversation with Jessica Gao and Kat Coiro, uh, who were who both the creative minds behind this series, um, and they shared some great insight about you know what drove them to want to tell this story in this way, to keep it into this sort of thirty-minute structure, but also have it very self-referential. Yeah, it was it was a great interview. Definitely go check it out. Yeah, 
You can also, you know, you can hear that in podcast form just on this feed that you're already hopefully subscribed to. But you can also subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. If you want to see Justin's face, you can also see my face. We had a good little chat uh, about the interviews as well. Uh, And if that's not enough for you, we also have our spoiler-free reviews for Marvel's I Am Groot. I am Groot. Uh, We have Netflix's The Sandman uh, spoiler-free review. We also have our spoiler-free review for Netflix's Day Shift, uh, as well as Skydance Animation's Luck from Apple TV+, and Prey from Hulu and Disney+. Remember, you can catch our Watch Club episodes where we break down moment-to-moment each episode of She-Hulk Attorney at Law and give you our thoughts and theories. Uh, And again, for the first three episodes, we will be dropping those on Thursdays along with each episode of the show on Disney+. And then on Fridays after that for the remainder of the season. Lastly, we have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes every single Wednesday where we bring you the latest news and trailer reactions from around the Geekiverse. Uh, So go give those episodes a listen and a five-star review if you don't mind. Oh, and I'm really stoked to mention that we've been accredited for Fan Expo Canada 2022. And while we don't exactly know what <laughs> what that means, uh, just like us, you'll have to wait and find out. But make sure you're subscribed right here on all of our, you know, click on all of our socials. Check us out on YouTube. We probably have some content going up on YouTube about Fan Expo as well. Um, so you can be kept up to date on everything geek-centric cross Fan Expo Canada 2022. Justin, Darcy, thank you so much for joining me for this this Hulk-sized spoiler-free review. And as we say, love ya. Laters. Peace. Peace.